Welcome back to Rune Walking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, the Rune Walker, Walker Between Worlds. I hope you enjoyed our last episode with Ingrid Kincaid, part one of three. I'm pretty sure that's what it will end up being. Last time, if you remember, we talked about her creative process for the first book she wrote, as well as her other two books, The Runes Revealed, An Unfamiliar Journey, and The Lost Teachings of the Runes. We also jumped into my questions for everybody. Favorite food, favorite liquor, favorite place. So um, I just love asking those questions. I also love her retelling of the story and of how we met and of her first impressions of that young, naive boy, man, boy, man, who walked into her life that day in Portland, and that changed my life forever. So, I hope you enjoyed that story, and I hope you enjoy the other stories to come in today's episode of Rune Walking in Modern Times with our special guest, Ingrid Kincaid. I was writing the other day uh, my book and I was trying to make the distinction between good for good resistance and bad resistance and and uh, you know like that's such a that's such a I think a key component in recognizing uh, when something is really uh that something you need to look at or dive deeper with um i think we create our own resistance a lot of times with things that are ridiculous but when you come up against the runes and you feel this pressure this resistance that kind of is being created because like you say you can't rub two sticks together and to create fire and and do it with oiled or lubricated sticks. It doesn't work. You're, there's going to have to be the friction, the friction, pardon me, and the resistance in there somewhere. So a lot of times people shy away from the resistance when they feel it, especially so powerfully, I think, with the runes. And they feel it and they feel the resistance and they back away, <laughs> which let's be honest, most of those people probably should back the fuck away. Because well, yes. yeah. we'll mess with you. Well, they well they will, and I I think that this is also a big part of the way that I have come to bring the 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 knowing that I am remembering that I'm also being gifted, bring it to people to say, um, you know, we may, we just trivialize and we we dishonor a lot of what's there by oh this is a good rune this is a bad rune this is a negative this is a positive this is up and this you know all that stuff that goes on that you read in the books um but it's not that way and and when when you say they will mess with you it's not good or bad it's just they're going to call you forth just just like the weather does you know if we think of of the elements being being uh, 
alive just as we are just in other ways the weather doesn't mess with us in in a sense that it's good or bad we want to make everything you know catastrophe and tragedy and all that no it just is it just is and and i i believe that this is also the runes aren't out to get you they're they're going to over and over again, put something there to say, what do you think about that? Or how are you going to deal with that? Or what's out of balance? Uh, What, you know, each rune holds that if there's a rune that is inviting you for truth telling, then it's also the rune that's going to show you the places where you're being dishonest. And that's not negative. That's just the way that it is. And, um, and I, I just, is it okay if I keep talking? Blah blah blah. Oh, abs- absolutely! This no, last this, week it's with, fantastic with all geese in a really, really interesting way. And I'll preface that with the work I'm doing in the last probably six months. It is so much more intensified with the runes, and way beyond definitions. But this this was about all geese which is often, okay, this is the rune of protection. That's kind of a simplistic, but it's also a rune that has a a crossroads. If you look at it, you're going along straight and then you get to decide on three different directions, keep going or going this way or that way. And, And the question that was there, so sit, stop at the crossroads, stop in the silence and ask yourself, has your protection what's being presented to you is this is going to keep you safe. This is going to keep everything okay. Is it actually protection or is it prison? And how it is that we are right now really facing that. I think we're sold a load, you know, a load of bullshit really right now that, okay, if you just do this and you just do this, everything is going to be safe and it's for your own good. But that's not what protection is. And that's the lie. That, and, and so I, I felt like all of a sudden, Algis was like, okay, you've got, because it, you've got to stop here and individually ask yourself, have I, am I being imprisoned? Am I being removed from my ability to make, use my own counsel, make wise choices, do things that I know are appropriate for me, or am I allowing myself to be imprisoned by this idea of protection and safety? And that in its own way is also what, going back to our reference about the Bible and a book of rules, we're, we're raised that way, we're conditioned that way to believe that if we just follow the written letter of the law and we then we'll be fine and we'll be saved and and you know politics is teaching us that uh medic medicine is teaching us that now that we just have to obey and do the right thing and we'll be okay but what it takes away is the individual accountability and responsibility and it also deadens us and dulls us so that we don't know how to discern things or evaluate and and so that's also what i think the runes give us this the places where that you're asked stop and and stay here at this point and and really ask what's actually going on and it isn't about good or bad it's just about 
coming to the place of asking the question. I, I don't know if that fits in with, but I get real, you know, when I work with the runes and I work with people, I get so animated and excited and intense because that's what they're asking of us now. It's like, you can't play. Shame on you. You know, some of the stuff people are doing, it, it, it's dishonorable. I, I really, no, I, I, first of all, yes, I completely agree with you. Um, when I, when I work with people, um, this is what I want to help them. This is the place I want to help them to get to. If they can, not everyone is going to be able to. I, I, uh, I know that, you know, that, uh, is not always possible, but I, I would like when we work, when I work with people to get them to that point where they are trying to get to that point for themselves, where they can stop and actually go inside my little endarkenment term, uh, go inside and, and process the information that they're being presented and not just follow whatever's happening. Like, I think that for me is one of the biggest um, keys to the runes that I have found to this point. And maybe that's just because of my journey, uh, but really be being able to know for myself what, what are, what the runes, um, what is right for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, I think it's extremely important to get back to knowing that and not just knowing it in your brain, but knowing it in your, you know, your body, your emotion, your instinct, those things can provide us with um, a lot of good information if we, if, if we start to cultivate a remembering of that, because we've had it, we just have to remember how to, yeah. to, to access it. Um, I think, yeah, all of that, it, uh, if, if I may real quick, I re recommend um, the runes revealed to people because there are more questions in that book than there are answers. And uh, most people that I've recommended it to um, enjoy it and are like, oh, I had never thought about that or this is great. Um, I had one person recently um, say to me, it's, it's just um, poems and prose. I don't see how this is helping me. And I'm like, and then you never fucking will. I'm just super grateful that you, that I met you one and that, and that you're really sharing these experiences of living them because there aren't enough people doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, As I say in my books and I, I teach that I speak it in the classes as the as the ice is melting, the runes are being revealed. And and I I said that more than 10, 15, 20 years ago before the popularity of you know the global warming. And yes, there's global warming. And yes, folks, it's happened before. Like there's global freezing. But when I say that they're being revealed, I I, I sense that what's happening energetically and intense it's an intensification of things coming out of the ice that have been held there information energy all of that there seems to be even more and more of a division now there are the rune people 
individuals working with runes who follow the letter of the law, you know, A, B, C, D, and all the archaeology, and this is an alphabet, and what did this inscription mean, and, you know, and that's the changing of the language, and how pronunciation was, that's fine, because that's accurate, and that's part of the whole story. However, I believe that the runes became alphabetized as one of the ways that they were able to be preserved. They had to be taken out of the realm of the the magic and the uh, mystery and preserved as as a way of writing so that that didn't get lost. And those who were knowing them and connected with them could take a, a sentence, this field belongs to Ole Olson, and could read that and know that there was something else being said there because the rune is, the, the mark isn't just a letter. Each mark holds a whole story. So what's happening today is that there are, you know, more and more things being found. As the ice is melting, literally, figuratively, more and more of this is coming out. So if you stay fixated with this, you know, I'm going to believe only in the sagas. I'm going to believe in the sequence of the 24 runes of the Elder Futhark that Odin gave to me. And I, you know, all of that stuff. And it reads this way. And this is this inscription. It keeps you, yes, it preserved them, but it keeps you stuck because what you're missing is the fact that they're coming forward now and they invite relationship and they invite a, a remembering are you going to work with them just studying them academically or are you being invited by the beings to be one of those who is a wisdom, a carrier of the wisdom, which has to come as story. We have to tell new stories. Myths die if they don't uh, grow with the change. So how many of us are raising cattle or did it even, you know, there's even seen a cow. I mean, there are people <laughs> alive today that live in cities that never saw a live cow, right? They just get milk in the carton. So absolutely, if it stays only with cattle, and yes, you could say, well, that means movable wealth, but there still has to be something there that becomes alive. And in the in the uh, book where I talk about, take that rune and apply it to storage units. And how much stuff that people accumulate and that that if you're storing something that you're not using, there's an imbalance with that rune because anything that ha is kept alive has to be fed and you're feeding energy to keep that junk alive that you've got in your storage unit that you don't even know and you don't use. That's modern. And so there's this division because there's more and more argument. Oh, you have to follow, you know, it was written in the book and this is the way it is. And this is the way we interpret them. And that's fine if that's an academic approach, but that's like memorizing scripture, but not living it. And, and I'm all for inviting those of us who are being called to become the speakers of of the questions to say, well, wow, how does this, you know, if all geese is connected to an antler, you know, are we out deer hunting now? <laughs> or can this be applied to something in, in, in your life today and to invite that participation? Because right now it's, it's not dangerous for us 
to speak about the magic and to speak about the mystery and to speak about the unseen ones. People might think you're crazy, but if I say to somebody, well, I, I listen to the voices. I do what the ancestors tell me. And, and even in the new age community, people are, you know, look at you like you're strange and they're still talking about, you know, source and spirit. And, and that's still very monotheistic. It's like, you might as well, you know, what, no, what spirit? I always ask people like, what spirits talking to you? Because there's millions of them who, you know, so this invitation to, to live this and form relationship and stop using even the language of this uh, singularity. I actually was interviewed, I did an interview on a podcast um, the other day, and the gentleman asked me about um, what did I think about how everyone was going to be, or how do you get the message out to, to maybe awaken everyone? And I said, you're not going to be able to. <laughs> and he, he was like, Wait, keep going. And I said, well, not not everyone was meant to do this, uh, you know, be a, have psychic abilities that connect with the runes, like these abilities to do that. Not everyone is meant to do that. Just like, you know, there were farmers, warriors, and the ruling class. Like, huh, it, it, we don't like to think about those things. We don't like to, uh, it's not okay sometimes to talk about that, the, those cast or separate systems, but not, you know, Joe Schmo, his life is perfectly fulfilled. He is fine. Uh, and his, whatever, if you want to call it meant to be, his his life purpose that he's given himself is that he's going to be the butcher and that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And that is fulfilling for him. And that's great. Everybody's just not meant to, everyone's not wired. I shouldn't say meant to, I really hate meant to. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not wired. Maybe that's a really simplistic way of putting it to do the things that are highly spiritual or connect with the other side. It's just not how it is. Um, and it's I think it's stupid to even imagine it <laughs> to me. Right. It, yeah. it, it's like uh, I interrupted you. I know. No, you're fine. Interrupt but the away. thing is, it's like asking, when are we going to get all the people to be able to play the piano? I mean, pick something else. That that um, because just because it's spiritual in a certain way implies that your gift, your spiritual gift is better than or more important than playing the piano. We're not all the same. And and that's that that homogenization of imagine all the people being one. Ask the question, what language are we going to speak? If we all become one, what language are we going to speak? What spiritual practice are we going to have? What food are we going to eat? It's ridiculous because the earth thrives on diversity and thrives on difference, not not homogenization. And as long as we have different climate and different terrain and 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 different uh, food, there has to be difference. And and that's the same. I mean, I I think the runes 
bring you back to nature. There, all the trees are different. We imagine if every tree was an orange tree, or every tree was a birch tree. That it wouldn't work. And yeah. that we can't all be awake. That's the other part. Is that that's the white light, uh, enlightenment, all of that awake, woke, whatever language. It makes me so like blah, hair on fire. Awake to what? Half half of the earth at any given moment is asleep. That's nature. <laughs> I mean, let's just go practically. Literally. Literally. Literally half the world. Some yeah. of us are awake and some of us are asleep. Do yeah. we need to wake up the sleeping people? <laughs> no. No. And is sleep less than? That's an implication uh, implying that being asleep is, is less than being awake. What if the great work that people are doing in their asleepness is the butcher? Is the butchering or is the basket weaving? How is our work isn't any more important or less important than the person who milks the cow? Because it, and that's, that's the different, you know, somebody who's a great cow milker, back to Feu, is happy and does it. And it's, and they're, talented and masterful and and have relationship with the animals and that doesn't mean that they should be a rune reader i mean i when people ask questions like that, sometimes it's just like are you kidding me did you did you just hear what you asked it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't you're right you're absolutely right i think it doesn't make sense at all and i think that's kind of what we're up against Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I, uh, yeah, yes. Can I completely agree with you? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one right now. I think to allow, to help people, I don't like the word help people, but when I'm working with people, uh, mm -hmm. to get them to a point where they can have that center point, um, as you talk about in your in the lost teachings of the runes. <laughs> did you like how I did that? That was actually, that was. Oh, you were great. <laughs> I was, uh, okay, well, let's not go that far, but it just happened naturally, thank God. Uh, it, this is what happens too when you like ride the waves, right? Like you ride the rune wave and you just end up falling into where you're supposed to fall into. Um, <laughs> without, just don't resist too much. Um, so. I think this, that's an, an, an appropriate question to uh, dive into now is the, your second book, mm -hmm. the, the Lost Teachings of the Runes. Mm -hmm. And in that book is a way, a layout, a pattern. What, what, what do you, how do you call, what do you call that? book that per the, the the process in that book in the book um standing in the center how yeah do you, how do you see that I, I see it as um a reminder to come home it's a reminder so maybe it's a map maybe it's directions and and I and there was a 
you know, as you get criticisms and comments about books and somebody said, how dare I imply that I knew the lost teachings. And, and, and my response was, I don't, I, I don't reveal any lost teachings in the book. I, I never say this was a lost teaching. I, the book is that there are, we have lost something and coming back to your, to yourself and remembering allows you to have access to that which has been forgotten. I'm not the one that's remembering for you or anybody else. It's just my remembering. So let, let's say a, an invitation. I see the book as an invitation to return to relationship to earth. And what I wrote about, I was shown on the ceiling in the dark at night. I mean, that's really true. I was shown these symbols. There's not any new symbols, but um, patterns. That's probably better. I was shown patterns. And to me, over and over again, working with the with the concept of the book is to step in, step back into the moment of yourself. I don't even like to say step back into your center because that's kind of new agey too, but just kind of stop, take a breath and come back to who you are. And, and the five questions that I have you ask in that book, and you can turn and face the sun coming up or face the darkness rising up or face the cold, or it doesn't matter what you're doing. Just come to yourself again and ask those five questions. And, and they're absolutely, and I not just because I wrote them, they're absolutely brilliant, timeless, and applicable to anybody, no matter what you believe. Stand in your own life and ask yourself, who am I? Where am I? What time is it? Which way is the wind blowing? And what do I need? If you, if you just will do that, and, and somebody's like, well, what do you, why do you need to know which way the wind is blowing? Well, literally and figuratively, you know, we've lost, we, we don't know where we are unless we're looking at our telephone. We can't figure out, you know, where, where's the sun going to come up? I mean, things like that. And what, what time is it is also going to, it's relevant. Again, literally, what time is it? But also what time is it and where am I? And, and that book puts you, and, and you can take the runes with that. And that's why I put the Eavaz rune, the one that connects to the yew tree, in the middle of that to show that when you stand on the earth, there is just as much above you as there is below you. And what's beneath on in that which you do not see is is perhaps even more important than that which you can see. What's below the surface, in the dark, it doesn't need to be woke. It doesn't need to be awakened. There's nothing wrong. And that's the part where you stand and you, and you remember that things that we don't see exist anyway. Just be, you know, it's dark here. I'm in Portland right now and it's dark. That doesn't mean this. there's no sun. Yeah. It, it means 
that it's someplace that I'm not. And that's why when you ask yourself, where am I? I can say literally right now, I'm, I'm on the earth and I'm in the shadow of the earth. It's actually protecting me from the sunshine. It's yeah. allowing me to rest. So to, to me, the book, yes, if you use the runes, it makes it even more rich and intense and beautiful. And you could take the book and even if you don't want to use the runes and you stand in the center and face in the directions and ask yourself those questions. Can I tell a little bit of a story? Oh, like, absolutely. I'm, and well, I was, um, yeah, well, I was co- contacted, um, who doesn't matter several months ago, half a year ago by a woman who, uh, it, and that's, I just went to Glastonbury in October to meet her. She lives in um, Glastonbury and she has worked in the um, prison system uh, in the UK as a pagan prison chaplain. So that's a very specific, you know, that they actually hire chaplains, prison chaplains who are pagans. And she, over the years, I think she's worked in the system for, she said, 12 years, more than 10 years. She painted on a large piece of canvas roll-up. She painted a labyrinth. And she takes it into the prisons and works with criminals, you know, murderers, thieves, pedophiles. She works with them that want to, to walk the labyrinth because a very potent and meditative experience to walk a labyrinth. And the reason she reached out to me was because she had, my book found her. That's what she said. It fell at her feet in a bookstore. She was, she, she said it just fell on. And so she has taken the five questions and she has the prisoners walk the labyrinth. And when they get to the center of the labyrinth, she has them answer the five questions. That's how she was using it. It had nothing to do with the runes. It it wasn't because she was a rune worker. It was because she felt that there was power and value in standing in the middle of the labyrinth and asking yourself, who am I? And she said that she's seen, you know, hardened criminals reduced literally to tears because they, they had never asked and answered those kinds of questions. And so I I got so excited about that because I thought it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be the runes. Yes. That's the map I used for it, but this, this is wisdom that comes. It is anyone can use it. I, I like it to I liken it to when we talk about the uh, urus with the undomesticated self, the part of you that is your true essence that's not domesticated that doesn't have a saddle that doesn't have a bridle, all of those things that kind of contain us that we've put on ourselves. So breaking through all of that and taking all of that off, however we do that, whether it be standing. If you are still hungry for information, you slept through that episode. It was jam-packed, full of really good stuff about the runes, about interacting with the domestication of the runes and the domestication of us as humans. Um, Gosh, so many, so many good things in there. 
I appreciate Ingrid sitting down with me. I appreciate you sitting down. Well, maybe you're walking. I'm not sure. Listening to Rune Walking in Modern Times. If you'd like more information about Ingrid, please visit IngridGincade.com, where you can learn more about the runes, her classes, and maybe even book some time with her. We have one more episode to go to finish out this interview that I did with Ingrid, so I hope you look forward to the next one. I do. And uh, if you are interested, please feel free to visit runewalker.com, which is my website, and subscribe there. You can also purchase your own Know Your Path t-shirt of runeware. And also, yeah, don't forget to go to YouTube. Like and subscribe and uh, click on the little notification so that you can be reminded every day of my daily rune casting or daily rune wisdom that is posted. So I appreciate your support and listening to Rune Walking in Modern Times, sitting at my hearth and my fire with me while we share these stories. I hope that your weird is filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility. <laughs>